Hi there, ho there, hey there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. We're going to have a special episode. I have a uh, young woman from Scotland who I'm going to introduce shortly. I'm going to make the phone call, uh, but I'm going to put it on pause. I just want to get everyone ready for the introduction. I'm going to start out calling her Miss N, but if I get the agreement, we'll find out more about her and whether what she wants to promote. She's involved in the BDSM uh, culture. She has a um, Twitter feed and uh, where she uh, does a whole bunch of stuff with in that vibe. So I just want, I don't want to tilt my hand too much because she's going to tell us what we need to know about it. And it's something I would do at the bar if I found out. I had, uh, years ago, I had met a young woman who uh, was a bartender at the restaurant attached to my catering hall. And she was, uh, she worked at the, as a, a talker on a 1-800 number. That's the old days, 1-800 numbers. They still show them on there, but uh, yeah, she used to hang out and talk and she, she just, she didn't go into much detail about it, but I've met people before that worked in, I met women that were exotic dancers, I met, I, I, I've seen guys that were exotic dancers and stuff like that, so I hesitate calling this. Uh, calling them a sex worker. I want to find out more about it. We're going to be introduced to her shortly. Uh, I'll be back in a moment with Miss N. Hi there, everyone. This is Jim. I'm back. I'm here with Miss Natty all the way from Scotland. Say hi, Miss Natty, to the listeners. Hi, Miss Natty. Oh, that was very good. Very interesting. Say hello. <laughs> very hello. good. You know, I deserve that. I'm not, that's not the first time that happened. It won't be the last. I know. I, it, I said it, and then I was like, oh, my God, I bet you there's a million douchebags have done that. No, not at all. Not at all. And and it's nice you can say douchebag and all that stuff because we are explicit. So whatever you have to say, you can, you can say. Is that, is uh, that a, a swear in America? No, 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 uh, no. Here, um, well, I don't know. Yeah. I think you can kind of say it on television here. You know, America's kind yeah. of. Uh, we're still throwing off our puritanical uh, foundations of the found, founding of the mm-hmm. United States. I'm not saying founding of North America because obviously uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm a history buff, and I there were people here before us. So, um, yes. <laughs> so that was really interesting. Uh, I'm not going to get any further. We're just going to, um, I'm going to refer to you as Miss Natty and we're going to, just so there isn't, uh, any confusion. Mm -hmm. Um, you are, it's four hours ahead. It's very interesting. This is off topic, but Mm -hmm. you're four hours ahead of us normally because of the daylight savings time. It's five hours, but we're in its little gap until this weekend. I think this weekend it's going to change back to five hours. Uh, All right. Okay. So that's when we were talking. It was funny. We're talking, uh, listeners, we were talking about whether when we're going to talk at 7 p.m. GMT and Eastern <laughs> Standard. And I'm thinking, I'll just, we'll just talk about GMT. So 
So if we had a relationship, if Miss Natty and I had a relationship, we'd have to put that into uh, context, I imagine. And how I found I, I found you, or we found each other, I, I think I found you. I saw you on Twitter. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I really what like your... What saying on Twitter? <laughs> you didn't say anything on Twitter. I don't know. Right. I think we got... Rec- I don't know if we got recommended to follow. If I think mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure I followed you first, and then I yeah. ask if I can interview you. Um, I don't know. I th- thought you were attractive and be interested in talking, talking to you. And you, you said yes, which I did was say great. Yes. yes. With some trepidation, but it was fine. I went away and listened to the podcast, and I was like, "No, okay, yeah, no, this guy seems cool. I'll, I'll speak to him." What was your greatest concern? Uh, with that, that we it would be like one of those morning shows or something like that. Yeah, you, you know, you get the Piers Morgan types. <laughs> I oh, I didn't think I know I, who he yeah, is. We do. Well, he was on CNN here for a while. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's, he was. He's not, he, yeah, he's not a good guy over here. He isn't. He's a what uh, attack dog journalist. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, you know who Simon Cowell is, don't you? Well, we know um, Simon Cowell, yeah, because yeah, he does he's, that. Um, he's, um, um, AGT. he's kind of like that, but he's kind of like that, but sort of a journalist okay. version of that, like Mister Bad. So yeah, we don't really enjoy him very much. So yeah, I was a little bit worried about that, but it's, it's I fine. I think that's a shtick. I think that's a shtick some people do to uh, develop a uh, being poignant and like you just want to be have your own style and. That style know. is a cheap one. I think it's. He's, he's expressed some views which are, which are. I can swear here, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he's. Uh, okay. I can't even put it politely. Some of his views are a little bit cunty, as we'd say up here. Cunty, cunty. Um, yeah, I, I heard yeah. that. We just <laughs> yeah. started using that, and there's a show on net on Amazon, and they're mm-hmm. starting. I think we. I, I think a lot of. Um, Americans, I'm getting used to the, using the word cunt and using yeah. it as like asshole, dickhead, douchebag. Yeah, it's, can, it's yeah. kind of a... What are you cunts up like, to? <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like the Australians. It's like a second word up here. Oh, um, it is such a bad word over here. It is such a bad word over here. <laughs> it's like the worst. <laughs> yeah, it is the worst. I go like this. Sorry, if you guys. Say, if you say no, 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 not to my listeners. <laughs> not, to my, not, not to my listeners. It's not a, it's not a big deal. And if they are, okay, cool. fuck them. You know, we, we don't care. Yeah. If someone gets all pissed off, we, this is our, uh, this is our crucifix and our garlic to scare away assholes. Uh, we I'm use good. language and people say, oh, your language is a little strong. Well, this show isn't for you. Yes. So uh, it's, it's basically, if you've ever been to Scotland or you've been around Scottish people, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fairly polite. Yes. Um, with regards to the language that that the rest of my Scottish brothers and sisters use, so yeah. <laughs> okay, I I I just want to you know I guess with the preliminary questions is um, mm-hmm. tell us how you grew up. Did, did you grow up all in, um, you grew up in Scotland? You're you went to public no private school, right? No, nope. is it your private <laughs> school the public school and your public school is the private school, right? Uh. I'm not, I think I don't even know to be perfectly honest. I just went to a bog standard school. Basically, I, I grew up. My parents were in. Well, my father was in the military, so um, I grew up in Germany, England, Scotland, 
Um, I was actually I'm actually from Northern Ireland. That's where I was born, um, and I've moved around a lot. And I moved back to Scotland when I was 23, and I've been here since then. Okay. So I'm 37 now. So. Oh, I was going to ask you. Gentlemen never ask a lady your age. I, I, I was guessing you. I was guessing you were in your mid twenties. So. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Well, I'm an older. I'm, a, I'm significantly older than you. I'm 57 years old. So, but I don't let that oh, cool. get. I don't let yeah, that no, get. Yeah, no, that's the same age as my dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, oh. <laughs> I listened to one of your previous podcasts, and I think uh, you said that it, it really gets you when people drop that line. No, no, it doesn't matter. I, you know what? It, it used to be. It used to be a big deal. I, you know what? I start treating. I, I notice that when I talk to. I, I mean, obviously, I'm still at the point where I'm, 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 still a man, and I'm still attracted to women, younger women. But I realize, I think at a point, I have a daughter who's 14 now, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now when I look at, when I treat and talk to young women. I, mm-hmm. I try to talk to them how I'd want people to talk to my, I mean, I, I yeah. always do that. Mm-hmm. That's the, always thought that way. I want someone to talk to my mother, want someone to talk to my sister and things like that. But I realize there's a, uh, there is a uh, dividing line. There's intimacy and stuff like that. And that's where we get mm-hmm. to the BDSM. Yeah. And that's a technical term for it, which uh, from my understanding, this is what I learned is it's BDSM stands for bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism, but it also means um, dominance and submission in there, That's in right, between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and most people, especially in the United States, it used mm-hmm. to be a kind of uh, outlier uh, yeah. of mm-hmm. on the way of behavior. And uh, we had a discussion beforehand that on uh, people's sexuality and and the way they mm-hmm. live their lives is on a, is a spectrum. And, yeah, they're not all one or all other things. And just so this is why I decided to contact you. And you told you mm-hmm. told me about your background and your and um, your growing up. Uh, you said in, um, when when were you first exposed to the let's say lifestyle? Like what uh, you was it like when you were twenty nine? I guess because you mentioned you became yeah, it was yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just, in fact, I just turned thirty, actually. Uh huh. Um, and that's when I was exposed as just a, to the life. Just a wee in, just a wee in, right? <laughs> just a wee in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so, how did that happen? Did that? Um, can you talk about it? Can what happened? You yeah, were... yeah, no problem at all. Uh, basically, I um, had just gotten divorced, and I ended up meeting a nice fella um, and he was in the scene already and he introduced me to it and and I within that dynamic I was actually a submissive okay um, and it's it's a bit of a I'm just trying to formulate my my thoughts here just, okay um for me personally, I'd always kind of been alone in a sense. Um, I'd always had to be quite grown up, even from a kid. So I'd always had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. Um, I was always the person having to be in charge, really. 
um, from being very young. So, were you, it, were you the oldest in your family? Or what I was you? the yeah. I was the only kid for a really really long time, and I had um, my parents had split up, and I had a a mother who wasn't very well mentally and had um, issues with alcoholism um, and depression and whatnot. So I kind of had to look after her from when I was about nine. Um, and I actually ended up leaving home when I was 13 and going to live with my father. Um, but even then, it was still a little bit weird because then you're going from a situation where basically you were the adult as a child. Yeah. And then you go and live with basically a new family. And you are then expected to be a kid and quite passive and I wasn't really used to that um, so I didn't really fit in in that respect um, so it was kind of a bit of an outcast within our small family which then meant I had to be the person I was basically bringing myself up making my own food uh, cleaning my own clothes doing all that kind of stuff um, and yeah I moved out of home when I was 18 um, and I was kind of on my own from there really um, and when I actually ended up discovering this lifestyle and finding that there was a, a space where it was safe for me to sort of hand over the reins, so to speak to another person and not have to, um, think about all of the responsibilities I had, even if it was just for a couple of hours, um, it, I don't know, it felt quite liberating in a sense and it was stress relieving and it helped me work out a few issues and it helped me to realize that you can trust people. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's kind of... What, what, was this, what, what, what was the setting like were you were talking about when you first went? Was it um, an on-site setting? Was it a club? Was it a... Uh, well, it was it, it was just a romantic connection um, between me and another person, and uh-huh. they just so happened to be in a lifestyle. So it was just oh was just, oh, so you were introduced yeah. to it not as uh, a, a vocation or avocation that no, was just no, no. in your, in in a relationship. You were introduced yeah to yeah, it. and and yeah. it, it's you. So you were saying you were introduced as a submissive. Yeah, well, we started dating um, and he'd sort of explained his, where he was in terms, as you say, on the spectrum. Um, and we just started to experiment a little bit. And it, in that, within that dynamic, I was submissive at that point, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, uh, well, as at that point you were, what, what, um, what would you characterize yourself now if you were going to look at the spectrum? Where, where, where would your proclivities lie? Like, what, what brings you most, um, I guess, gratification or yeah? What? Um, I would, I would say that in terms of my, um, if you wanted to categorize it, sort of professionally, I would be classed as a dominatrix. Um, and, um, when I've spoken to it further, spoken about it further with other dominatrix, I'm sort of more of a maternalistic type as well. Um, so I'm not into sadomasochism at all. Um, I'm 
more of a nurturing type. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, that that the at least from the lifestyle, that it it, mm-hmm. it mainly is the it, it's um, originally years ago it was described as a a maladaption or or something mm-hmm. wrong to do, but it's actually um, characterizes. It's another type of sexual arousal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's not. I guess it's the extremes people go to. Yeah, that characterize you know the rightness and wrongness because almost the extremes of anything. Anybody could go out and have a cow. So you can have a drink with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can drink a whole bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which will get you you you. Uh, you uh, liquor poisoning, alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, there's that. So that's that's really interesting. So right now you have a a, a burgeoning, and I hope because of the podcast <laughs> that you have even more active. But it you have a, a really nice setup. I I'm going to inform you on something. It's not on the okay. same lines, but as being uh, I guess generation. I can't, what am I considered the um, post baby boomer i guess i'm a late boomer uh, <laughs> a late boomer and i got involved i use anytime i started a small business it would be online and mm-hmm. there were so many tools out there now yep mm-hmm. that could get it out and i i'm saying you are you're such a lovely girl uh Natty, uh, Miss Natty, you you certainly are, and uh, I can treat you. I'll treat you res- respect. I think I can ask the questions and still mm-hmm. stay within the um, the uh, boundaries of being a submissive. So, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, there's so many things. I saw that uh, it, you have uh, a fan page. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. um, so when people contact you and things like that, is it? Like you have subscribers and you have people that you have uh, one-on-one uh, sessions yeah. with? Okay. Yeah. So essentially the way I've set it up is I've got sort of a, a three-tier system, so to speak. So I've got an Admire Me page, which is basically for people who just want to like the aesthetic. They like, I suppose they like looking at pictures of an attractive woman, I guess. God, that sounds big headed, but um, uh-huh. some people just want that. They just want to look at pictures. So um, they go there for that. I've then got my OnlyFans page, which has more of um, a dominatrix setup about it, um, where um, people can pay their subscription fees and they'll get the basic videos on there. They'll have um, behind the scenes footage of me me just checking in with them every day um they get tasks to do throughout the week as well um and then there's another tier for people who want more of an in-depth experience and really i only actually offer that to people who have um, been a subscriber for more than eight weeks and i've built up some sort of a dynamic with them anyway um because there needs to be trust on both sides excuse me, trusts on both sides for me to be able to properly work with them. Um, I am aware that there are other people on out there in social media land which will do full-on sessions with people that they haven't met before. Um, but I'm, I'm not comfortable personally with doing that because I don't know um, 
I feel as if I need to know people's likes and dislikes. I need to know how they tick before I can really offer them a service that I feel is going to do them some good um, rather than potentially doing some harm inadvertently by not really knowing them that well. That, that's, that's such a, uh, that, that's wonderful. I mean, I could, uh, I, uh, like I said, uh, I was saying to you, I do uh, this. <laughs> I'm going to equate it. I'm a notary. A notary is someone mm-hmm. here in the, in the United States where we authorize signatures for official okay. documents. And mm-hmm. I, I put an online uh, aspect to it. People contact me and someone contacted me yesterday or about doing a uh, mortgage document. And I'm not really okay. in-depthly trained to do that. And okay. it's worth mm-hmm. it's worth for it's worth four or five hundred dollars to spend all yeah. this time mm-hmm. doing it. But I told them, I said, listen, I, it's I'm not really qualified to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I think it's uh, it's ethics and good business uh, practices. And you can yeah. see with BDSM, you can have good business practices waiting, uh, building up a relationship with someone before you get yeah. involved with someone. I guess it gets kind of emotional sometimes, right? Yeah, it does for sure, and it's it's emotionally taxing on both sides. Um, and yeah, you said it right. There's the ethics. Like previously, um, I would have I I was trying to use the the term ethical dom, and it wasn't really people weren't really vibing with it that much. Yeah. So I dropped that in the end. Um, but yeah, it's. Oh wait a second! Wait a second! I'll tell you something. If that mm-hmm. was me, if someone said they were ethical dumb and I was looking for a mistress who mm-hmm. that would do it for me. I know. I think no, well I think I always thought about the internet. It it allows mm-hmm. people um on the on the really big uh it, it allows for groups of similar minds to come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh that's where we find out that this this whole lifestyle is not unusual. It's actually more of a, uh, I guess, within the norms of human sexuality, and it's yeah. right there. It's right there in the center. And, and what you're doing is, I especially with COVID uh, raging through the globe right now, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a way for people to get outside themselves and do things. You know, there's self care, sure, yeah. self care, and, and part of the sexuality is self care, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. And I mean, before COVID hit, I was actually, um, I was supposed to go and train in person with a dominatrix. Um, but unfortunately, COVID hit and that's obviously been put to the side because it's just not safe to do anything in person at the moment. Um, so I've had to um, work more on the psychological aspects of it all instead, which actually um, I'm quite happy about um, because... It's just given me more of a a deeper understanding um, of the industry as a whole and even more about the lifestyle as well. Um, And it's, I guess, I suppose when people look at it from the outside, they think of it as just, you know, some woman dressed in latex, like shouting at a guy, maybe kicking him in the nuts every now and then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... Actually, there's more to it, um, and it can even just—I mean—that can be part of it, but a, a lot of it is is very specific to the individual. Um, and I guess, yeah, I'd 
it's an interesting one because I could have probably had a lot more followers by now. I could have had a lot more um, people paying for subscriptions and all that kind of stuff if I was just straight up like, uh, yeah, you dirty pig or whatever, give me $500, blah, blah, blah. Um, but because I want to build long-standing working relationships with uh, clients and submissives, um, I'm, yeah, I'm... I'm very picky about who I will, who I'll take on, um, in that sense. And as I say, I want to make sure that I'm properly versed in what their specific kink is as well. Okay. Well, that that was going to take me. Like, do do you um, have a typical client or or fan that uh, you know? What what do you look? I mean, you're looking for trust. You're looking for mm-hmm. someone that's not. Uh, I imagine someone too needy, someone that needs too much help that you can't provide, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I have this is, some of them actually get pretty bored to me to begin with because I have pre, a pretty extensive um, interview period, so to speak. Um, so I ask them um, about their history, their wait, life, wait, their dislike. Wait, wait, uh, you know what? Can yeah. you? Can you put me through an interview uh, process? Oh my gosh! Um, uh, is that uncomfortable? No, you could just no, do a short it's one. It's not uncomfortable. It's just that it tends to be quite a, a free flowing thing in a in a sense that it's conversation back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sort of getting a, a okay. Well, of let's who make, the make the assumption. Make the okay. Here I am, a 57 year old man, mm-hmm. uh, a bartender from Key Largo, fitness mm-hmm. instructor. Relatively okay. fit for someone who's 57 years old, well-read, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and I come to you and I want to be, uh, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking for, to be dominated and I, I'm mm-hmm. looking to be submissive. Okay. Okay. Um, my very first questions are always pretty standard anyway, which is, um, what what is your experience within the lifestyle itself? Um, have you had any doms previously? Um, if so, how long were you with them? And was there anything that sort of led to that relationship breaking down? Um, I would also ask as well, a lot of them, a lot of submissives come to us online, especially, and they say that they're into financial domination. And I think that they do that because they feel that that's a way to get somebody interested in them. Oh, okay. Um, so I will straight up at that point, I'll just, I'll just give them what my rates are, um, but also give them a big long spiel about how they have to be financially responsible um, and how I detest people who aren't financially responsible and try to live outside of their means and all this kind of stuff. Oh, you, um, don't, want, you don't want that Angela Asher situation where the, the guy goes and spends all his money at the bar and has no, no money to bring home no, to the family, right? <laughs> absolutely not. I don't want anybody. This is where I, would, where I was talking about ethics before. Uh-huh. I understand that people have their kinks and for some people they have the means to be able to throw a thousand dollars at somebody um, and that's fine but at the same time there's other guys that will be into this and that thousand dollars might be all they have and they're not paying their bills they're not paying their rent they're not making sure that you know they're looking after the people that they've got in their lives already and I'm not interested in that at all and I think that it's 
unethical of people to, um, I, I don't want to use the terms in a bad way, but rinse people for all that they've got. Um, it's it's about making sure that they're playing within their means. And I suppose, I mean, you're a bartender. If you had somebody in the bar that was drinking and you knew that they were potentially going to go out and drive, would you take their keys away from them? A matter of fact, last night I had to. Yep. I drove someone. I drove someone home. Exactly. So yeah, I drove. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody doing anything that's going to leave themselves in a bad situation. That's going to do irreparable harm to themselves, to their living situation, to people around them. So I need to make sure that they're in the right frame of mind. They're financially secure, all that kind of stuff, and they're able to play safely. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what I'm figuring out from conversations that I'm having with people. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's uh, that pretty much answers the questions. I I wanted to see what what kind of things outside the interview process that it it isn't like I I um I can imagine that if let's say some over the top interviewer might go for mm -hmm. take the sexual aspect, but they would not take the in consideration that, oh, well, you know, these are people at the end of the day, they have to go and pay their bills, uh, mm -hmm. uh, be in a committed relationship and do yep. all these other things uh, that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can, I see where you're coming from on that. So I, yeah. I do appreciate well, that. It's even when you say about them being in a relationship as well, it's like I have to establish with them, does your partner know about what's going on? Because there's no point in me setting them a task where they've got to write some silly name or whatever on themselves in permanent marker. And then their partner's going to see that and it's going to cause some trouble, you know? Oh, okay. um, so that, that's part of it as well. When I was saying that I like to make sure that I'm able to tailor an experience specific to that individual. It's things like that that you need to bear in mind as well. Yeah. When um, I okay. Uh, so, what what is the classic situation you find yourself in? Let's say on your daily one on one, like the classic. If you're going to pick in your top three situations, you don't have to go into detail what occurs mm -hmm. because, first of all, it doesn't matter. We don't have that. But just the gist of it, like what 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 things are occurring is it like you, are you being somewhat uh you said you're more of a, a motherly as yeah. a dominatrix not so you're not using harsh language you're using strong tones probably i can i can be harsh in some respects what i mean by um maternal in a sense is yeah. that because i want the best for my clients i mm -hmm. want them to have a positive experience and i want them to grow as a person mm -hmm. through our interactions as well um i'm not really into the degradation in a sense of i i, I get uncomfortable <laughs> sometimes um belittling people to a point that i feel that it's I don't know, it's just unnatural for me to be incredibly mean to somebody. I can set them tasks and things like that, and if they don't perform well, then I'll tell them off, basically, in the same way as you maybe get told mm -hmm. off by like a teacher or a parent or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I mean by um, a more of a maternalistic. Um, but in essence, though, you kind of, you should be able to absolve yourself because the, the, the point of the, the whole interaction Mm -hmm. If they're being a submissive, that 
you know, uh, sometimes they want to be belittled because maybe they are egotistical or, or a very, oh, yeah, for yeah. Sure. and they just say, sure. Hey, listen, Yes. If it's somebody that has that kind of vibe about them and it's something that they specifically want to work on, then that's something I'll, I'll, I will do for them. And there will be particular phrases that we've already agreed upon. And I'll make sure, obviously, that there's certain words that aren't said because, said because there might be a certain trigger or something like that that comes with that. Um, but generally, my my... My usual interactions with people, everybody seems to want to be humiliated in one way or another. Um, I'm pretty creative with the way that I humiliate people um, because I like to be entertained. And that's kind of the theme that we tend to go with is that I will say to them, look, at the end of the day, you're here to entertain me. Um, So one of my favorite tasks that I've set to date was um, sending a guy off Um, he liked um, to he liked specification he liked to be dressed up as as a female in a sense Um, so I sent him um, a link to Britney Spears toxic video Mm -hmm. and I asked him to try and replicate the outfit and to learn the dance routine (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then she was to dance for me and it was fantastic it was majestic is there is there a time where uh <laughs> i don't want to give it away do, do you have to control your uh your outburst like no, uh, of emotion like you can laugh you can laugh yeah, uh, when you see yeah, it uh, okay. of course it's okay. funny uh, how about how about when someone's that's... being serious how about when someone's mm-hmm. being serious and you and you, it elicits a humorous response from one of your clients, and mm-hmm. it would be completely uh, break the mood if you started laughing at them. Or maybe that does work if you started laughing at them. I guess, yeah, no, is that a further with, part of it? Yes, because um, a lot of people don't like to be laughed at when they're in a vulnerable position. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of men out there that don't like women laughing at them when they're naked. Oh really? That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I I always hit well my part I'm a I'm a I'm in comedy, so I enjoy if someone's laughing at me, I'm like, Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take it as I'll take it. I, I love a humorous situation. Yeah, so. well that's the thing. For for me personally, I tend to, I find bodies hilarious anyway. Um and I find a lot of the situ I try to add a bit of humor to all of the situations anyway, so that it's a little bit lighter. Um so and that's just my that's just the way that I operate again there's um other doms and dominatrixes out there that have a more um serious stern persona um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I wouldn't be able to stifle a laughter at the end of the well, day well you if know it's, what if it's I, funny it's funny I think you're going to have a very long you can have as long you can have as long a career as you can as long as you maintain humor in almost yeah, any true. any field almost any mm-hmm. field if you can maintain that humor so some of my um my favorite uh-huh. um dominatrices that i follow are very very funny oh, okay um there is uh there's a lady called miss marilyn 
who I'm friends with. And my goodness, she is the most hilarious woman I have ever, ever encountered in my life. And the stuff that she she puts up some behind the scenes stuff with the um, authorization of her subs. And yeah, it's just funny. If you were to watch that, you'd get um, a great understanding of Scottish humor and sort of the lighter side of of the dominatrix scene as well. Okay. Well, there's, there's me advertising somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, the one thing I, you know, when people say people's humor is different, my mm-hmm. wife is, my wife is Polish and uh, <laughs> she, yeah, and she's very stern sometimes. Yeah. Uh, she's a sweetheart. I love her dearly. And um, she, uh, she showed me a video and it's a Polish one and I had this feeling that when something is funny, it's funny. It just, mm-hmm. it just, doesn't. I mean, there's certain types that people find more humorous, you know, mm-hmm. you're like uh, slapstick. But I think that culturally it, it runs the gambit in, in all these different groups. And just like mm-hmm. uh, BDSM, there's all these different things you fill in, in the, in the, you know that fill in on the spectrum. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. This is a, a, this is amazing. <laughs> I really, I want to. You know what? We we, I want to make sure that we talk before we end. I don't want to forget. Okay. And I want to. I don't want to forget. How <laughs> do we? Uh, how do listeners find you? How do they find? Oh you? yeah. Um, they as I say, there's there's various ways. If they're wanting to look at the dominatrix stuff specifically, then uh-huh. I'm on Twitter as uh, Miss Natty May. Um, if they're wanting to look at the more sort of artistic stuff I do, then they can find me on Instagram, again, under Miss Natty May. Um, and I have got sort of a character, caricature of sort of a online sex worker, AI bot type thing on Instagram as well, which is uh, Naughty Miss Natty May. Um <laughs> We're gonna, you know what? I'm gonna put this all. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this in the notes, uh, Natty. Okay. So, um, I, I I am, and and I'm not cutting it short. I just I figured I wanted to do that just so, and I like to do it. I like to do a, a reminder at the end too. But I want to put it in my notes and all this stuff. Okay. You're you're an excellent interview. Um, I guess we we did cover. You mentioned is there a line. Yet you won't cross, and you did say that. So yeah, I mean, I've I've got my own um, my own limits as well, um, yeah. and there's yeah, there's just certain things that I won't do. I won't do age play. Um, what was that? Pardon? I, I won't do age play in a sense. I won't. Um, I won't speak to somebody. I won't. Um, there's a certain level of age play, so there's some guys that like to be treated like they're a baby and have like oh, diaper change. It's called that's called stuff. that's called age play. Yeah, okay. um, I'm I'm not really into that, so that's just something that I won't do. Um, I won't interact with people dressed in school uniforms or anything like that. Um, and as so, say, guy, the, the guy from ACDC. The uh, Angus, what's his name, shows up. You're going to say, "Get out of here," right? Yeah, yeah. It's just something. Again, it's my own personal uh, limit that I have. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Has. I didn't know that. It, well, I I knew it existed because I mm-hmm. saw it on a TV show. Have you ever seen a show called Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Um, 
I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Yeah, it's just they had this bit going diaper time. These guys, <laughs> these, the grown-ups are wearing diapers and they're doing this stuff, which uh, I, I, I thought it's it was more something. of a parody. I thought it was more that of a parody of it, just like furries. Mm-hmm. You know how furries are? Yep. Um, again, it's not something I don't have anything against people that do that. It's just yeah. my, I'm not comfortable doing it. And it's there's a lot of people out there that, I mean, I would, if somebody comes to me and they're wanting a certain thing that I won't offer, then I've got an extensive list of people that will offer that and I would trust to offer that. Um, and it's sort of their niche at the end of the day. Oh, it's like um, a specialist. Yes, essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when it comes to things like age play, that it does need to be somebody that's a specialist in the field because um, people put themselves into a really, really vulnerable headspace um, in that position. And I I personally don't feel that I'm experienced enough to be able to handle somebody um, being that vulnerable with me. So, yeah, it's just not something I'd be comfortable with offering at the moment. Well. Well, that's there. You go. That was the end. So, listen. Now we can. I think we covered this, and we, we can always get back to this. I would love mm-hmm. to have you on another time on the show, if uh, if you agree to it. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, great. Um, what do you do in your free time? Like, what are you? Are you a reader? Do you like TV? Are you? Uh, you got a hobby? What's what's the things? Yeah. So, um, I like to learn. So last year I decided, well, two years ago actually, I decided I was going to study engineering. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually managed to do, it was only a foundation course in engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went in for my second year this year and I actually ended up failing it because it was when coronavirus hit. And I'm not a natural academic, so I found it quite difficult. Um, so I'm now currently doing um, art and design. Okay. Which I really enjoy. So I already um, did short videos and I do all my photography myself anyway. But now I'm learning how to um, basically paint. <laughs> um, so that's that's fun. Um, I previously studied um, psychology and sociology and biology and just loads of different things, really. So yeah. And I also like to I love to watch films. There um, you go. That's what yeah. that, that's what you do when they unwind. So you 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 the learning part. I love that. That's. I mean, I think that makes you a well-rounded person. Doesn't matter if you, you know, if you. It's you know, I I, I talked about this on a previous show, Natty. That um, mm-hmm. that everyone's life. Some people peak really early, mm-hmm. and other people spend their whole life peaking. So. I think it's better to spend your whole life peaking, meaning you're you're going up. But well, you you yeah, say like I'm, movies. I'm waiting to peak. <laughs> yeah, well, you got yeah. you, you got a lot of you got a lot of time in front of you. So what what kind of <laughs> movies? What kind of movies? What's your favorite? Let's say you had a a a, a trying day, and you just mm-hmm. want to unwind. Yep. And what do you, what are you watching? What kind of movie you're watching? Or name? Ooh. Give me your give me some top just off the top of your head your favorite movies. Favorite movies um, yeah. from Dusk Till Dawn. Okay. I um, thought inter- that was an interesting <laughs> choice. That's like two movies. I mention that movie all the time. It's, it's like amazing, Quint- isn't it? Quentin T- Tarantino took two movies and stuck them together. Yeah. yeah. It okay. wasn't Tarantino that did it, though. No, but he acted in it. <laughs> he did But I think it, yeah. it had a lot to uh, do with it. What's he a producer? I loved it. Yeah. 
Um, I think he might have been. Was it Miller? Was it, was it Frank Miller or what? Was it a graphic novel? So. Yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. Um, no, I love that because it's almost like a, like a sort of a Western at the beginning in a sense, mm-hmm. like a modern Western. Um, and then it just flips the script and turns into a major gore fest. And yeah. I just love it. It's one of the, I personally think it's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Throw something else out. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, just aesthetically, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy, <laughs> I like um, Interview with a Vampire. It's um, these, it's, um, it's a coincidence that these are all vampire movies, by the way. Um, but again, I something about that, Natty. Again, I really enjoyed that one just because I think it's it's beautiful. It's very cinematic. It's gorgeous. Um, what else? What other films? There's so many films I enjoy that it's quite difficult to just sort of pick ones out. Um, I like sci-fi movies as well. Um, in terms of like series, I love Star Trek. That's my fave. Um, I've watched all of the different um, series of Star Trek in every form that they've come in. Wow. I've watched all of the movies as well. So guys, really are, some guys, you're going to get a lot of guys calling you because of that. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody out there that wants to teach me Klingon, I'm well up for that. Oh, really? Klingon? Yeah. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I I dated. <laughs> okay. I don't know, I don't know if I've got like the guttural tone to be able to do it, but I'd love to be able to. Um, there was when I was younger, I I was gonna. There was this pretty redhead I wanted to ask out, and then she mm-hmm. started telling me about how she uh, liked to dress up. Her and her friends dress up as uh, Marvel superheroes and go out on the weekend. Oh, awesome. and, and at the time, I wasn't that liberated, and I said, oh, my God, I can't get it. You know, it was just a little too much for me. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Think there's, there, I think there's maybe a crossover between cosplayers and um, the yeah. BDSM scene, for yes. sure, definitely. So do you find it, do you find it hard to, like, at the end of the day, is there a mm-hmm. dichotomy in the t- like what you're doing? And then you're, you're, you get off your phone call or your video call and mm-hmm. you switch to your other mode, the other uh, person mm-hmm. you are. And uh, it, is it instantaneous or is there a process? Um, there's definitely a, a process. <laughs> I'm trying not to say process. Cause yeah. okay. well, you, you, <laughs> I forgot how to say it in my normal language. I'm like, how do I say this word? Oh, process, yes. Say, say it in <laughs> yeah i mean i tend to come off of one if if i i know that that person's had a great time anyway i tend to come away from it feeling quite high anyway um and then there's always a moment where you kind of crash a little bit because there's a lot of energies going on to, into that mm-hmm. um there's a lot of people will who are in the scene they'll they'll have heard of sub drop um and the same happens for doms as well where it's just that massive release of energy but i i found it quite similar to have you ever taken part in a sporting event that you've trained really really hard for Mm -hmm. and then after it's passed you have sort of that couple of days where you kind of feel a bit low almost Mm -hmm. and i think it's just because you've had that 
that shot of adrenaline and then it's kind of gone and you're sort of going like what what now what now sort of oh. thing so so you do kind of have that a little bit um so it's just a case of trying to bring yourself back around to reality i guess so i like to go for the walk in the nice brisk scottish air um have a drink of water <laughs> <laughs> and then just chat to some people that i know in real life okay well i I know exactly how you feel. I'm a, a part-time. I'm also, I'm a spin instructor. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after I'm done, I'm just, I feel flushed and I'm ready. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I just, uh, transition slowly from something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. So why do you think that is? Do you think it's, sorry, I'm asking you questions now. But that's it's all an right. interesting one, isn't it? It's like your body kind of goes into after doing sports, like some, well, I find it's almost like a fight or flight reflex kind of starts to happen and then all of a sudden everything stopped and your body's like well what was the emergency uh, what, what what am i here for yeah what, what are you going to do with all that excess energy <laughs> yeah exactly oh well, you know what uh miss natty i think we covered a lot of ground here uh yeah. look you did almost uh it looks like uh 47 minutes and uh <laughs> i hope you felt comfortable because you made me yeah, feel comfortable sure. you have a great voice for um podcasting or radio or whatever people want to call uh i have many people say hey do you want to do this uh is this a video and i said wait wait a second this is a podcast so sometimes they do do videos with it but then again that would be a youtube mm-hmm. show which yeah. i don't mind doing but um a lot of many people I've like to use it when they're driving well i've seen uh, that people doing youtube podcasts and it kind yeah. of confuses me a little bit because it's like it's, it, that's that's just a as you say a youtube show it's not a podcast it's a, I don't. I don't know. I would know. I always in, in my head. I don't know how to internet. In, in my head, it, it seems like if there was a, a visual component, then mm-hmm. people wouldn't listen to the audio component by itself. Yeah, maybe it's just they don't want to call it an interview, mm-hmm. so they call it a podcast instead. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I. I. <laughs> I what I. You know what? What I don't know about technology or podcast or the entertainment industry or will fill volumes obviously <laughs> I, I i didn't know about the age what was it called age play age play mm-hmm. so now I, this is where you know this is part of the thing i should know because i was single for the longest time i've been with mm-hmm. i've been with uh, oh god i'm kidding myself. <laughs> i i gotta be careful what i said because my wife <laughs> listens to this too but she knows i i was single for a long time i got married the first mm-hmm. time when i was 37 and it, it was a process for me learning what uh, that what I thought could be construed as abnormal isn't abnormal, and normal mm-hmm. could be abnormal. Meaning, so yeah. just like we were talking about BDSM, you know, what? it's it's interesting that there's a lot of people that come to me and they start talking about their likes and their dislikes, and they carry a lot of shame with it still. And even when it's like something very simple i I had um one person that was like look i really and i don't know why but i really like it when women wear woolly jumpers and they were like really ashamed of that what what is a a a wee jumper is a is a baby jumper just no no a woolly jumper um a a sweater a sweater a woolen sweater yeah oh well oh one of those one of those uh (laughs) wait without anything underneath no, just regular. 
Okay, because they are scratchy as hell. You got to wear something. Do you know what? And do you know what it is? I I don't even like the texture of wool. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it it. I don't know what it is. It's just a thing. It makes me cringe a little bit. Um, I'm not even going to speak about it because it's a bit of a phobia for me. But anyway, oh. yeah. <laughs> and he was. Oh like, wow, that could be that could be something <laughs> for someone. I could say, well, no, I'm just saying, and another thing. Hey, I want you to wear that Irish wool sweater, and that's it. I'm like, no, thanks. No, it makes my skin itchy. You, like, you got to do it. Like, oh, it's not even that. Do you know what my fear is? Is if what? like a bit of the wool gets snagged on my nail. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. Oh, I know, I know how that feels. Yeah, it makes me feel sick. But yeah, he was. He felt really like he was really closeted with it. Like none of his, like his partner, didn't know that that was something he liked, and it was just like it blew my mind. It was something so simple, and he was just really ashamed of it. And like he wanted oh, really? to learn how to, yeah, he wanted to learn how to knit, but um, was again really ashamed of that. And I felt, I felt bad in a sense. That it's like, imagine, I don't know. I just don't know how. I felt bad that they had to hide that. Yeah. Um, and um, we ended up doing a little bit of work together and sort of established, look, there's this is a common thing and there is actually a lot of people out there that are interested in the same thing as you are. Um, you know, don't be ashamed of it. Yeah, it's part of being human. Yeah. Right as, as I say, it's one of my phobias is having a bit of wool stuck in my nails so if it's a phobia for me then it's bound to be at the other end of the spectrum for somebody else yeah yeah um there i mean there i have i have certainly when you said that thing about getting caught in your nail um oh, don't the thread, <laughs> it has a feeling of the chalkboards the nails across the chalk well uh. <laughs> yeah so miss natty let's let's hit your um your Twitter site and, and everything. How do they get mm-hmm. in touch with you again? Um, they can they can actually direct mail me and then I'll give them some instruction on what I want them to do to discuss things further. Okay. So I like to make people jump through a few hoops to begin with. Okay, yeah. Well yeah, go to Twitter Miss uh, Miss, Miss Natty May Miss Natty yeah. May M A Y. I will post it in the show notes. Um, Lovely, thank you. No, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. It certainly was a pleasure. Um, I'm going to sign off right now. I'm going to, and then I'm going to thank you. Okay. So hold on there. (laughs) You won't hear the music. I don't think you're going to hear the music, but I have theme, I have theme music. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Someone wrote for me. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 